Hello and welcome. It is Monday Club. We're back again. Tonight yeah. we have uh, Nick Bundy in the house, a.k.a. Bundelicious. That's a nice one, yeah. Hello, everyone. Thank you. And, but more importantly, I will move on expeditiously to this week's guest, the electrical intellectual, the consummate professional, the automotive dilettante, the appreciation, the appreciator of all things vehicular, Mr. John Bagley, a.k.a. JB Tech from Instagram. Hi, guys. I, I say, John, you've definitely got the best introduction out of anyone so far. So have you got that written down on your screen? Yeah. I thought... Sam had it. How long does it take to reverse that all day then, Sam? No, what I do is I get in there about half an hour and then yeah. I'll go through and I use a thesaurus to find out words like, I know what I want to say, and then I find out good words and then I put them all together and I make up an intro. You're welcome, by the way. Do you have good. a mirror in front of you? No, I've got a camera. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God's sake. Listen, anyway, let's get to let's get to it right now. This week's topic is what is the best van? Now, mm. I don't think any van is the best van because I hate driving vans. I feel he like he thinks trucks are better than vans, and everyone listening to this would agree with me and John. Own a van over a truck if you want to be up for a works vehicle. 100 percent Yes. Yeah, but do you know what I find about electricians? And this this is just straight up facts about electricians. Love carrying stuff. Love having things in their van. Like, I hate it. Hate it. Yeah, but if you were self-employed and did what I did, you would have to do that. Bro, I have I have got I have to have way more stuff on board my van. I just don't. They're like, oh, you need to get this and this for your van. I'm like, no, I don't. I'll just go to Screwfix. Like, so I'm not interested in that. It's called time management, Sam. You know, the less yeah. time you can save off the job, the more money you can make. But Yes, that's you, and that's different. Not doing it, not carrying around a load of junk on my van, drives me insane. All I want is somewhere to put my tools, drive to work, take my tools off, put them in the sight box, boom, done. Well, Sam, your your background of coming up through the ranks as like an industrial spark, yeah. and working for ages, you didn't need to carry a lot of materials, that you was just mainly no. your tools and tools. Listen, you struggle on the first day, you bring up all your tools on the first day, you dump them, you, you find a sight box that's and you claim it for yourself, you, you wangle the key off someone, then that all of a sudden, everyone else's stuff gets slung out, and that's your toolbox, and you don't know what anyone's talking about. It's always been mine. What are you talking about? So that's, that's that just... different purposes are differently then, aren't they? Because people like me and Nick, where we have to carry a variety of materials and tools around the place, all over to different customers, Every we don't day. know what we're into. Every day. How many tools does an electrician need, though? Like, you have your bag well, of If you look tools. in my van, a lot by the looks of it. But often <laughs> you have a bag of hand tools, a tester, and a couple power tools. Like, you're not carrying around a, a, a chop saw and stuff. Relax. Yeah, but if you, like you, when you came to work with us, if you can understand, like a rewire, how many power tools you actually bring in and use. Oh, John's gone. No, hang on. Oh, there you go. Hi, John. Oh, hi, John. Sorry. Oh, jeez. <laughs> This is a professional podcast. Sorry, I do apologise for this. To all the all the listeners, audio listeners, there, uh, John's just he's still here. He's just turned his camera off. But listen, let's get back on topic. Anyway, John, you are here today not for your electrical knowledge, really. You're here because you're somewhat of a uh, electrical, uh, well, a van enthusiast. I'm led to believe. I like. Uh... My upbringing is commercial vehicles and vans and stuff like that. Cars I have no interest in. So over the years, I have a big knowledge in vehicles. And, you know, I, I'm, I go out of my way to find stats, figures and stuff like that. So, yes, interestingly, yes, the van is an important factor in, in all trades and what we do and deliveries. So, yes. I bet you had uh, a lot to say when Jordan put his video up then, yeah? First one to post up. Did you see it? Yeah. Oh, well, no, I didn't see your comment. No, no, I didn't watch the Did video you? until it had been out for a few Wait, days. Explain a bit Explain a bit about why that van is actually not a VW, is it? So for everyone right. who don't know, Jordan at okay. Artisans, hold on one sec, Jordan at Artisans bought this van um, and it's an electric VW transporter van. Um, and so far from watching Jordan's videos, they're better than Nick's. I sort of got the impression it's not that good. Right. The the Volkswagen <coughs> T the Volkswagen T526 and T6.1 and that are fantastic vans. Everybody wants them. It's just totally outpriced the market. Um, but 
the, the van that Jordan had got uh, is not made by Volks, it's, it's made by Volkswagen, but the powertrain is, uh, is uh, installed by a company called ABT. Uh, they do Formula E racing. They work alongside Volkswagen, and they do a lot of other parts to do with Volkswagen or the other manufacturers. So they manufactured a drivetrain to fit that van, which is probably about 10 years out of date, because looking at the stats and figures of that van, it was top speed about 56 mile an hour, a charging range of about 80 mile an hour. You know, it's just, you know, by the time you put the, like, the heated on and cleared the windows, it's down to 40 miles. Not alone, you've got ladders on top. It's like 55 grand van, you know. It's just ridiculous. You know? So, in your opinion, right, let's, let's double down on this first of all. I would say if I was going to buy, like, I'm a van numpty. I don't know nothing about vans. Don't care about vans. I drive one, but I don't care about it. Couldn't care less. Nearly crashed it into a curb the other day. Do you know what? I was going around this roundabout, and it was a bit more of a turn than I thought it was. And I was like, I'm going way too fast for this. I was a bit cheesed off in the morning. And I, and I was just like, Joe, I'm going to crash. And then I just started skidding. My heart rate didn't go up one bit. I was just like, I simply don't care. And then at the last minute, the the tyres gripped and I went off and I was sweet. But yeah, I don't what care about vans. So that was just you not taking you aware of the driving conditions then? Yeah, I just wasn't really... I had the ump. I had the ump. What van is it, Sam? Are you looking at a van then, Sam? So if I'm looking at a van, I'm going to go, I'm going to go Mercedes, the Mercedes Vito. Vito, yeah, okay. The new you ones are really nice. But I want it so, blessed out with everything. I want leather. I want all this. I'll tell you what, back in the day, one of my first, well, one of the first guys I worked with house bashing, he had a VW Transporter Sportline. And at the time, I think it was like 200 brake. Yeah, but they are that now. Then Sam, they're still the same. The top end range, the dual, the bike, the bike turbo vans are two hundred brake, two hundred three brake. Now they are on the two liter. It was like, and it, I think that back then was like thirty five grand. Like you could have bought a Golf. You could believe it. Well, Mercedes Vito done a sport range van. It uses used the three the V six um, three liter diesel engine uh, back as far as two thousand and nine, two thousand eight. And that was producing around about 180 brake, 160 brake. And then 2011, they upgraded it to about 200 brake. So I want more. I want 200 is nothing. My <laughs> well, RAV4 is 200. Then you've, got, then you've got like the chip companies that will add more power and stuff like that. So performance related stuff. But you have to be careful with them chip companies because a lot of the time they put in those, they put, they, they put more boost to the turbo. They don't really, all they're doing is boosting the turbo and it mullers the engine. Or Muller's well, turbo. To be honest, Sam, it's use a reputable one or um, or a rewrite to the you know to the ECU. The most of the time it alters the map on the pedal because a lot of diesels now are all drive-by wire, so it just alters the map the way. As soon as you hit that pedal, it just revs up quicker, so it feels like you're in a sports you know more sporty, really. Oh right. But, yeah. So when you see vehicles like especially like some diesels, when you get like high premium cars and stuff like that, you see like normal mode, eco mode, draw me mode, or sporty mode. It just alters mainly the map to the pedal, you know, the pedal. Sometimes it, it does do a bit to the turbo, holds on to like longer to the the pressure and stuff like that. So it you know there's it can be fooled to feel like oh it feels faster, but in 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 hindsight it's not you know unless you put it on a rolling road and then you have uh, the maps is adjusted but then there's two types of maps you either have it for economy talk or performance so it depends what you want for your driving style are you, you the know, mark I... hold on are you the mark allison of vans bro no. <laughs> <laughs> good say yeah. i thought about doing mine ages ago my, my old van right. was no point but my new one I think mine's a uh, Ford Transit Limited. I think it's about 100, 100 110 brakes. It's, it's it's all right, but it's not. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's, that's right, yours, looking at your Transit, unless it's dressed up a bit, added you know bits added to it. it um, it's a, probably a one three five or a, if it's the same as the uh, S Sports van, which is I think it's about one seventy now. The original one's about one five seven or something. Yeah, mine's not a Sport. It's a Limited, and then there's a Sport. I've added the wheels and the spoiler and the grill oh i see so you basically you you've you've put a bit of makeup on it then pretty much i i (laughs) i knew what i wanted to do with it hold on nick i've got to mock you for this what grown man goes out and thinks right i know what i'll do i'll buy aftermarket stuff and put it on my works van 
Maybe oh, I'll lower it a little bit. I wanted to <laughs> just put some weight on, then it soon lowered. Um, the the idea was everyone around my areas now. I thought my the grey was quite a rare one around my area. I thought I get it. I got the wheels for it straight away. I got the grill. I got the splitter, and I was unmanaring with the, the spoiler. I thought, do I need it? And I parked up the wholesaler, the guy who did exactly the same van as me, and he had the spoiler, and I didn't. I was like, it just looks so much. What is going on? It's still there, Nick. Well, Nick's gone. <laughs> we're having some gremlins today, so we're. So letting... Sam, you was buying a van then, okay? You tell me about the spec. Um, I want. All of the luxuries. I want armrests. I want nice cup holders. I want um, dab. I want everything like that. I want the whole lot. I want fully loaded. And I want it to be peppy, but not too juicy. Right. So you're a family man, aren't you? So you're going to want a combi? No. Right. I have a car. You, you have a car for that. So this van is going to be purely for work. For work. But remember, like last week, I done 1,200 miles. Right. So you want it to be comfortable. Yeah. Nick, oh, yeah, yeah. It's all yeah. Right. So right then, so your lorry your miles are town, city, motorway, both. Motorway, ninety percent okay. motorway. Okay, so and also you want it to be reasonably economical as well, because if you're doing that sort of mileage, you don't yeah. want to be doing twenty-five. Yeah, yeah. But the cost of diesel at the moment it's horrendous. So I paid you know. one sixty-nine the other day. I don't look at that. I just look at how much it costs the tank. You know, anything from eighty to hundred quid a time. My, my, I'm currently driving a Renault Traffic Sport. Yeah, which is a 1.6, I think, or 1.5. Don't know. It's not bad. Twin turbo. Yeah. It's not bad. It's quite peppy. Like yeah. it's not. It's not fast, but it's not slow. Um, and like Nick's back, pulling silly faces. I've got to rearrange everyone. It's so annoying. Um, <laughs> and now he's got no audio. He's muted his audio. I don't know what happened. Not just me then tonight. <laughs> and it's never done that to me. I don't know why it just kicked me off. Have you kicked um, Nick? Is anybody using your internet tonight? I've Bob kicked all the kids off. I've told them all. But do you believe it or yeah. not, my internet is that bad in my house. I pay for EE. And then on top of it the other day, I actually took out Virgin. So I've got two different internets. One for me <laughs> and my stuff and one for the kids. And Have you got the slowest one? <laughs> yeah. I pay over 100 quid in broadband combined. And it's still crap. <laughs> just get back to the vans anyway so i like I, my vans all right here's some things that you might not know about the Renault traffic on a 17 plate that wind me up i'll tell you one thing straight away is the turning circle is shocking oh, do you know what i didn't realize that. i didn't know that, that. awful but number isn't that one, the old rivaria van mm. number one is when I'm driving, my leg rests on the door, and on the door is like a little nodule that just digs in the side of your knee all, the whole way. The whole way. That drives me insane. The cup holder is up by the window. So when you put so when you put your, your coffee in there in the morning and it's slightly cold, it just heats up, steams up your windscreen. Yep. Then the coffee holder that pops out down there, if you ain't careful and go over too many bumps, that will fall out. Mm. It will just pop off and fall out. So that is another downside to it. Also, why would they do this, yeah? They put the sliding door on the opposite side to the driver's door. Driver's mad. Plan. That's that's standard. Why? Because yeah. what you've got there, Nick, is... Uh, sorry, Sam. You've got a uh, standard van, really, and that's the standard basic form they come in. Yeah. Unless it's a sport. Um, so it's a I suppose, sport. really, you, you've had a hand-me-down, really. How long have you had this van? JB, get your head in the picture. Oh, I'm, I'm going to stack you immediately. Hey, I'll just adjust it. How so long you go hit the van, lights man? podcast, bro. Yeah. Um, How long have you had this van then, Sam? Uh, I've had it three, a month, three months. It's the 17 so who, plate. Who had it before? Is that numerous, numerous owners? No, it's just company van because I, I work for company. Yeah, so it's, it's been a pool van then. Yeah, but it's been look. They look after their vans, but this is okay. You got you got to look at this for companies. The bigger the company, the lower the spec of the van. And mm. if they lease, they always get a deal on the most basic van. No, you know, not... do you know what? I think it's not. I don't think it's a basic bitch van. It's it's a Renault Renault Traffic Sport. Um, it's got eco on it. It's got sat nav. It's got dab. 
It's got. So it's a mid. It's a mid-range spec van, then, really. Yeah. Yeah, I expect it's mid-range. It's yeah. all right. It's got a bulkhead, so nothing hits you in the back of the head if you have a head-on. Um, I always thought that if you were to get dual sliding doors, it was always from manufacturers. So if let's say Sky spoke to Ford and said, "I want dual sliding doors," they would make them, but you don't get them as standard. But why can't you just have the sliding door on the driver's side? It drives me mad. I've never known it be on that side. Only if it's a oh, dual. Oh, do you know why? Because when you pull over the side of the road and get out, you don't want to be unloading into the road, do you? That's right. The most use, usual useful side for unloading deliveries on the on the left hand side, curbside, near side. Okay. I'm so smart. Sometimes. That was a, that was a clever moment for you. I'll give you that. Is yours dual door not uh, Nick? No, it's like just one door. I wouldn't want okay. two sliding doors. It would drive me bloody insane. I'm, I must be spot on my van then because I have two two doors and they're both powered. And they're powered. What? Powered. Yeah. What, what van, van have you got? I've got uh, uh, the new. I mean, it came out in 2017, 2017. Mine's a. I've just personally got an Instagram. It's been off the road for a year. I've got the the new shape uh, dispatch van, Citroen. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. The better shape. The old dispatch look like a tried to look like a bullet train. You got a Citroen. Don't Please talk to me about having a good van anyway. if you're driving a Citroen. It was uh, it's top of the range. It's a 180 brakes, uh, six speed auto. Oh, hey, oh, hey, stop flexing. And it, it goes, it goes. <laughs> um, but, Mark's always talking about the Mark Allison, apprentice one to one, is always talking about these dispatch fans. He says that pound for pound might be the best van you can buy. Sam, next time you drive on the motorway, you're on the long distance, just look around how common they're coming. They're almost as common as the transit. My only issue, if I've got a van, I want to be sat higher up, like mine. Any of like yeah. the traffics or anything. The dispatches aren't, are they? They're car. No, they're not. No, I, Nick. If you've seen recently, on me, I put a post up. I, I had a transit van three weeks ago on hire. Yeah. Because um, my van's just you know off the road at the moment, so I had the basic transits, uh, probably one ten. It was the most basic. It didn't even you know, have a camera, reverse beepers, nothing like that. So using old school driving and in about three weeks, I've covered about three and a half thousand miles. But one thing you do notice, I can see why people like transits. You know, they're the best van pretty much on the road is that they just do the job and they're very comfortable. They're comfy and driver. Do, and you do sit high on it. Yes. See, so, I, I kind of like that. I'll tell you what my van's got is an armrest. Yeah. So, so transit. blessed. Yeah. I love that. I most, love that. Most armrest. vans have them, to be honest. All right. Well, a lot, and a lot don't, or you can spec it, yeah. So it's, it's one of the things I didn't know mine had, so I looked down the side and found it, and then it, and there it was. Yeah, yeah. Well, I tell you what, one I've heard saw on Twitter some good news is Ford finally. I've linked it with is it ALTD, the alarm people? Yeah, is it there? That's right. And they're finally producing, they're putting together some sort of security package, and on all, all new Ford vans and cars, they'll have this proper smart wireless uh, alarm system which will connect your phone alarms house and everything so hopefully at some point all new transits that come out or any type of spec will have smart alarm systems finally but nick this is not new stuff it's been around a couple of years and why the big companies i mean transit have got a bad reputation for being easy to break into oh yes what you know? about it, yeah. and it's like why why has not the manufacturers done something like this they reckon you know they rec- they recognize that the transit, any van out there really is vulnerable. You know, they come out with a tin opener and open up the side to get into it. They want it to get in. Yep. But, you know, manufacturers just need to think we need to make these vehicles more secure because they're carrying a lot of, you know, valuable goods on board, really, whether you're carrying tools or packages. Uh, and it's well, been like this. For, they've known about this problem for years and it's only now. And I can't understand why they've done something about it, but now they are. It's it's a step forward, isn't it? Because on the transit, yeah. isn't there a point where you can drill it's not the transit, that's the Vivaro. Oh, is it? Vivaro, yeah. Vivaro, sliding door, slide back door, you drill it to a certain point and you literally put a screwdriver in it, flick it up and locks the whole vehicle. So, um, I think there's a guy on, on YouTube, he specialises in doing and showing all the weak points on on vans and vehicles. He does a lot of uh, third-party security, you know, door locks and stuff, especially, you know, certain vans like the transit and the sort of Vivaro range and stuff like that. Yeah. Having, having smart tech protecting the van i think is probably more preferable than having um like a heavier more robust armor on the van like if you knew someone was trying to get into your van whilst they was doing it most of the van thieves aren't going to front it out 
they're just going to run off. Yeah, all you need, and I, I've seen, obviously, my van's broken into, what, four times my old one. I looked into a lot of security systems. My old van, I ended up getting the external uh, dead bolts. I literally had to drill four holes in the side of it, drill the back door, drill the sliding door. Once that van went, obviously, my new one, it's got internal deadlocks. You, I had the option to get slam locks, but I can imagine that would just drive me insane. You slam the door for a second, you need to go back in. Um, uh, do you know what with, with those locks is? They cause so much damage. So my van that I've got now was another person's van at the company and it got it got broken into and it cost like £4,000 worth of damage mm. because they tried to peel the door back, the, the sliding door, but where it had the slam lock, mate, it was it just as abs- well. Yeah, done everything. Done everything. There's that, and I got tagged in something the other day, and I was about to buy it for my van just to do a video on it. It's uh, you imagine you're inside the van on the back. You click a button, and it literally uh, this massive bar crosses itself, and it locks internally, so you can't peel the doors. It's got armor plating on all the door rims, which was great. But my Pretty question much like is, deadlocks. Yeah, but this these things are like vaults. It was massive. You would never get into it, but you get to a stage where someone goes, well, I can't bend the door. I've got a hole in the roof. But if the power went off, I didn't look into it too much. If you ever got a mistake with a remote, you'd never get into your bloody van. Yeah. Like, they would the, stay unlocked. The, the, but, the um, thing is, oh, sorry. On, sorry, mate. No, go on. Yeah, the thing is that, you know, you, you're adding all this to the van, and, you know, it, it's the damage they do trying to get into it. And then yeah. before you know, it's the, there you go, four grand's worth of damage. Your van's off the road for a month. You know, you're in a higher van. So it's 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 not, get, if they don't get into your van, it's just the damage they cause to the vehicle. I know. And this is what I've always said. If someone gets into mine, I'd rather them take the stuff, replace that, than fix the van. Um, and I know a very well-known electrician that me and Sam know where he would happily empty his entire van and he leaves the van unlocked. So if someone wants to go in there, they can open the sliding door, see nothing in it, shut it, go away. Obviously, your insurance is invalid if they steal it. No. No. So anyway, you know what, we're going off to a van. So, Sam, you were going on about high-spec vehicle earlier, purchasing, yeah? Oh, I like this. We, 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 we jumped about 16 conversations. Yeah. No, it's brilliant. It it's brilliant. This is a conversation. This is how it goes. What I wanted to just quickly say before we go back to high spec vans is um, insurance, tool insurance. Now, me and Nick have both repped for um, Rhino tool, tool insurance. Rhino trade insurance. Rhino trade yeah. insurance. And whilst they're really good, all tool insurance is, is very difficult to get paid out on. Yes. Um, I can't I comment to... with this, and I've, I've asked the question with this. I'll jump in because I said to this is Troy, who is the director of yeah. Rhino, obviously, speak to him all the time. When yeah. I was getting stats for a video, I said I'd love to be on board at one point when someone has their stuff nicked, is go through the process with that person and see what the payout <laughs> is if they need receipts so they can do that. And we're in the works with it. We spoke about this last year, so I can't comment because I've never claimed against toll insurance, but it's I've heard it's an absolute pig if you don't have the right receipt at the right time or the right shade of color you don't get the and money. then what i've heard is they replace it not like for like they just it's give you the value of its second hand value yeah so they don't give you the value of say you've got a bosch set that costs a thousand pound but only cost 250 quid to renew uh, to buy a second hand that's what you get is the 250 quid you don't get the new value of tools I'll ask Troy and see what he says about this. We'll get him on the podcast and you ask him and just see where it goes. Nick, what I mean, obviously rates vary and what you're paying per premium on tool, um, you know, protection and stuff like that. Um, I mean, I've, I haven't got it this time, but I will be taking it out again. So we'll look at Rhino Insurance on that. Yeah. I, I have heard through the industry and people with vans where they've been broken into and they've taken like, you know, a couple of grand's worth of their tools and power tools and stuff like that. And it's going to cost them out of pocket expensive, anything between 1500 and three grand to replace certain, you know, materials that you've, tools you've built up over the years. Because you're not just using standard tools, you've got tools that are specialist to what you do in your trade, really. And one of the no things, that, one of the things they say is like, you, what it is good for is it's not a total loss you will get something back from your insurance company. That's important. Um, but you won't get the full, you won't get it all back. Nick's, Nick's dead again. Um, you won't get, you won't get it all back from them. So you may recover 
50% of the cost of your tools because there's no value you can put on my hand tools. There's stuff I've built up over, over, over the years that I've sort of come across and found and all those little bits and pieces. More so for people like carpenters who've made their own tools and stuff like that and, you know. Yeah, like, tools. Yeah, um, it, it's a big problem. But if we get back to vans for a second, Nick's gone again, brilliant. <laughs> if we go back to vans for a second, if you had to pick out one van that is pound for pound sits above the rest, what van is it and why does it sit above the rest? Well, oh, that's a hard one, really, isn't it? on that sum, because it's like I, I do like the Ford Transit, but, you know, I could have one tomorrow, but I don't want one. The T, the, you know, the, the, the Volkswagen brand is a very good van, but it's got a massive following and it's just it's paying premium prices for anything, anything aftermarket. But like the, like the what type of vehicle I use for and the way I treat a van, really, I'm not very sort of like not, you know, I don't wash it every weekend or anything like that. It does a lot of mileage, gets serviced well. I think the, you know, the French brands do value, good value for van. Can you look at it? What they like to, so my thing with French cars is I grew up, um, so I started driving in the 2000s. Yeah. So it French cars are notorious for being pigs to work on. So whenever you went to a garage, they would go, oh, it's French, mate. It's going to cost you three times the price because they do everything backwards. You have to have a special tool to open up one bolt. All that sort of stuff. Well, let me tell you this, Sam. Did you know most of the drivetrains that are produced are through like the uh, Stellantis Group, which is now the Peugeot Citroën Group? Which are in four, they're in lots of five different brands of vehicle. They're in Vauxhalls, they're in Fords. So when you say mechanically, it's not just a French. A lot of the vehicles on the road today are share the drivetrains from all different vehicles. So, so um, a good friend of mine, Jacob, he is a mechanic, and whenever he sees an A class, he shakes his head. An A class Mercedes, you know, like these ones, the 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 entry level A class. He goes, yeah. That's a Renault Megane. And yeah, a, lot of them, a lot of them use a bit of the, the if Renault you take pipe. The, if you take the plastic cover off the engine, it says Renault. Yeah. All the pipes say Renault, and all the brakes are Renault. Yeah, it's it's the same as the Nissan drivetrains as well. They're Renault yep. drivetrains, you know. Yeah, and and it's the same as like you know the <laughs> the new sort of Vauxhall Vivario and their their combi vans. It's all Peugeot bits. It's all Citroen, Peugeot, Stellantis group bits. So it's all the same. Ford are using their own engine type. They are through the range, but that engine's in like the Land Rover platforms and also the you know uh, Range Rover and stuff like that. So the two liter range. Could so, you imagine that, if uh, Range Rover ever bought a van out? Could you imagine? <sighs> oh, that like Defender styled van. That Nick, have you seen the new Defender? Mind you, I get that. That'd be sick. Oh, mate. What, the new Defender? If they'd done a van Defender? That would be amazing. It will happen. That's a, but, such a good-looking car. I saw one today. My friend has one. And it's so good-looking in a non-big-headed way. I mean, it will get spoilt. Every, every mum in Chelsea will have one. But the reality <laughs> is, it's a very good-looking car. And it just appeals to men. Mm. I, th mm. I could see um, a well-known company called Pimlico Plumbers and Electricians probably acquiring vans like that for their costs. Yeah, I bet. Right. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder if Artisan would look at them. Nah, Jordan likes to waste his money. Well, tell us. Uh, tell us more about though. You still ain't put your put put your your hat in the ring. What van? Pound for pound is the best i think you know they're expensive but i do like the mercedes what you looked at so. the veto yeah the veto van yeah how It'll much more one... expensive than than um say the... nick's van are they more slightly 15 percent more they're, they're on par with um pretty much like volkswagen like t between they are on par with the ford because those three top vans are pretty much on bar from like the t6 and t6.1 uh, which you've got endless options to that. But if you go for that, I mean, they're 114 
is their basic van. Then they do a one one sixty, and then they've got the one ninety, which is the top of their range for the nine speed. So then you've got then you're going into leather trims and stuff like that. So you're up to about forty thousand plus there plus fat. When is that ever worth it? It's not. No. It's not. So you've got to look. This is where I say to you when you ask to start, I want this, this, this for van. Tell me what you're going to use that van for. What type of company you're doing? What's your mileage you're going to be doing? How long are you going to keep this van? Are you going to rent it or are you going to buy it? You know. So it, it, there's a lot of contribution factors to it, really. What you're right. going to be carrying. This is put your money where your mouth is. You are 25. You've been qualified for five years. You have, you're about to go out on your own into the big wide world. Mummy and daddy are going to help you out. They're going to give you, they're going to sort you out the money for a van. Not all of it, but you, they want you to get, to go and do your research and get the best bang for your buck. Where do you go? Right. The van they'll be looking at will be the Ford Connect, the Transit Connect van, which is a 1.5, because the biggest issue they're going to have is insurance. Okay. See, yeah. commercial insurance um, is a nightmare for young kids. I had exactly yeah. the same van at 18. I mean, Nick, what did it cost to, for you to insure your young apprentice on your van? You won't he's be, not insured. I can't insure him. Yeah, until he's over 21. Yeah. You know. Wow. Who knew that? That's the massive thing, you see, Sam. You could be talking what you pay for a van, insurance. So it's down to that. It's okay specking a high, high sportage model in a different van, but... It stands that person at 25. Can I afford it? And where they live and what they're doing and what postcode, you know, it's, it, it makes makes a contributing factor running the cost of van. Because the biggest expense of anybody setting up on their own is their vehicle, along yeah. with their tools. And then, you know, that's if you're established and you find your work. But for a new qualified electrician just venturing out from a company starting on their own, the biggest expense, you're going to be looking at a cheap van, so about two grand, three grand. So that's going to bring you down into the bottom ends of 10, 12-year-old vans. I think if I could put put my two pence in, I think the only thing that I would say to anyone from when I got a van at eighteen, um, it was a two thousand pound van, Vauxhall Vivaro, bog standard white. It cost me four thousand two hundred to insure for the year, where I lived at home, really nice area where mum and dad lived. Like it was no, no break-ins or anything, so it should have been good on the map. But what I did was work out my car for a year, which I'd afford Focus. I think the best thing I could have done or to anyone now is if you're looking at going at it, get yourself a cheaper state car, get rid of yeah. your nice focus ST, black out the windows, making sure you're taking your tools out every night, work out that for a year, save up a deposit um, and then get yourself a two, three grand van. And by the time you've done that, you should be used to working out of a flat bed at the back, take the seats out, whatever, and then yeah. go into getting yourself a four connect, a four oh, courier. What a top tip, Nick. Because yeah. I tell you what, I, I was going to come to that next: estate cars versus vans. Yeah, get yourself a, a you know Ford Fiesta estate or an old uh, Vectra. Focus estate. Yeah, that's how I started out, Nick. I started out with. I've had several states over the years, and I'm now looking at electric states as well because of the type of range of work work I'm doing. I'm not needing to carry loads of tough stuff now. So mm. just. A, you know, over the years, you you sort of like fine line the tools you use and stuff like that. And then if you start looking at jobs and you're looking at them, when you start a job, then you know what sort of tools to take with you. So you're not carrying them around all the time. Definitely. So, yeah. you know, but yeah, definitely. Uh, I st- I've had several estates and I've had um, one of the best fans I ever had was uh, the Astros um, Sport, Sport, Sport SE van. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They I were had, wicked bands uh, in the day. On. I had, um, mine was a 61 plate. It was the last of the SE and I've still got it. It was a 150 brake, six, you know, six speed and stuff like that. And they were like the fastest van on the road at the time, you know. Listen, the there's I, no yeah. better van. There's no better van, in my opinion, coming from my era. Remember, Nick won't remember this magazine, the Max Power magazine. Yeah, yeah no, I used to work with a guy on site and his, his name was Stretch, his nickname. He had a really long neck, but his surname was Power. He was massive into cars and he had a son called his so, son Max Power. Back in the day... The number one van was a was a escort van with yeah. a R with an RS engine in it. Yeah, I worked with a guy that had one. His was Matt Come Black. On. It sprayed. It was sick. Yeah. It never started in the morning. Never started. No, it was cold, no. but it was amazing. Well, and I, I, I sorry, John. I think I think there's one with a Cosworth engine. There is uh, the most the the biggest mod that people used to do was put the XR3 engine into the Escort vans. 
Yeah. The later, the early versions, like the Mark Ones, Mark Twos, which are priceless now, they used to use the Kent engines and stuff like, and the Pinto blocks and stuff like that. Take the old 1.3s out, but the later ones that were like, I think the last ones were like an 02, 03, um, when they last made, yeah. And they had most of them were just the 1.8 diesels, but a lot of them were ripped out, and there were a lot of sleeper vans. Like you say, some of them are like four, five hundred horsepower. They're you know dressed up as the Essex way. I'd Mark love man. one of them now. I yeah. tell you what, if I could have any van right now, forget yeah. a Vito, forget all of that. I want a RS Turbo van. Yeah, yeah. Come on, that was 1990s RS Turbo van. Come on, be Adam's Adam's first van. No, because the insurance. No, 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 no. But yeah, it'd be safe. What's what's uh, what's Adam driving now then, Nick? A BMW One Series. And what's a that nice costing? one as well? Uh, how much is it, what the car was? Yeah, no insurance on on that. Sorry, not the car. Two thousand six hundred. A lot of money, isn't it? But then I think it's gone down because he had a black box for the first year. Um, yeah. And then he had to have it removed. I think it's about probably about fifteen hundred quid he pays now, which I said to him is amazing. Yeah, that's really. good. Sam, going back to vans, your next vehicle, have they give you an insight when you might get a new company vehicle? Yeah, so we was going to get one this year, but because of the chip shortage and all that, they want to go with Ford this year. Okay. Um, but there's chip shortages. Ford aren't doing any deals at the moment because of the chip shortages, whatever. Um, so um, my company... Wait, can I just, what, what, what's a chip shortage? So in China um, are being... Dicks about control DCUs, uh, Nick. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, like yeah. the microchips that go in everything that, like, China bought up a load of companies that make these chips and they're kind of restricting it. And because of COVID and stuff like that, there's a whole heap of issues that have sort of directed to the fact that chips are not available at the moment. And that's, okay. and that's worldwide. So, they're talking about that. I was going to ask them for a 2.2 limited um, Ranger. Yeah, okay. I don't think they do the 2.2 anymore now. It's the 2 no, litre. it's 2 litre only. 2.2. That's fine. I'll take that. I'll take that. But what I'm, here's a question that I really want to know. They will go for a middle-of-the-range van. Yeah, so GL spec or the limited spec would suit you. Yeah, same as what mine. would I? What would I? Would I be you'll able? Get to... You'll get everything as the Warrior gets, but well, from the higher power band and the uh, and without this, without all the chrome. So and the, and the leather seats, unless you spec it. No, but what I'm saying is, they'll probably say, "Oh, we want you to have a van," but because we pay our own tax on it, yeah, we get to have a choice in it. Right. So, so if you... I get, but what they'll what they might come back and say is money. The van is yeah. cheaper. Is it or is it not? Not not really. The basic spec rangers. You're looking at twenty two, twenty three. The top of the range spec ranger is about forty grand. If you go for the warrior or the um, I think there's what's the rally version one, isn't it? Um, the, the, the raptor. The Raptor, the Raptor, yeah, yeah. Which, that's a total different vehicle, really. That's you know? not a no, I, vehicle. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a nice... Basically, like mine, I want to pick that. out... You're looking at 30 grand. For, for a middle-of-the-range van uh, pickup like that, Ford, round up without many options, about 30 to 32 grand with the VAT, give oh, or take. And how much is a van? And a van, if you're looking what? for a, a decent van, you're looking about 20 to 30 grand plus VAT. It depends on the spec. You know, like Nick's van. Nick, Nick, did you buy yours brand new or just second hand? No, like, second hand. I got mine. Mine was 18 plus the VAT because it had yeah. some miles on so, it. So, did you buy before these silly prices went for the roof? Just. Yeah, yeah. because they've gone up about 25%, you know, yeah. 30%, you know, silly price. Second hand vans now are going for silly, silly prices. Phenomenal, phenomenal yeah. prices. So, forget that. Bands. You think of the time when you bought your van. So, <laughs> wouldn't you, Sam, be pushed down the hybrid electric route? Oh, I'd love it. I'd love it. Listen, I'm so desperate to be one of them people that drives an electric car and is all smug. You know, <laughs> I want to be that guy. I want to be like, no, I've got electric. You know, I would love the the uh, my version of the hybrid, but I looked at but one. It, of the we're not quite there yet. If you're buying a Tesla, you're there, right? Yeah. I'll get a Tesla. Do three hundred miles on a charge, but the reality is, most of the other um, brands. 
apart from your Audis and your your high spec, like Audi, they do a phenomenal job of and cars. Your, and your ABT Volkswagen vans, yeah. No, not them. But aren't <laughs> they coming out with a new van? Uh, they are. On- they're bringing they're bringing out the T7 platform, which is pretty much going to be based on the ID4 similar platform and uh, Audis and stuff like that, and Skoda and Yak type things. And they're going to have ranges and power bands that are going to be into 200, 250 mile plus, you know, give or take. That's when it becomes more acceptable. It's like, I've been working in Exeter for the last couple of months. I live in Margate. Yeah. 280 miles. It's about five-hour drive, isn't it? Yeah, there or thereabouts. I've done it in three and a half on, on Christmas Eve. I didn't break the speed limit. Um, Downhill was it that way? Yeah, I, <laughs> that was me hanging off the side of it, so I said I wouldn't I wouldn't slow so, it down with my weight. Think about, think, <laughs> think, um, if you drive electric, your whole driving habits change because you got to think about this. You got to think how far can I get out of the range of the van? What am I carrying? The driving conditions? Is it cold? Is it wet? What am I carrying? How fast am I driving? Because the thing is, as this is going to lead on to a lot of other podcasts and stuff like that. You know, there's lots out there. Is that the harder you drive of it, if you drive electric van like you stole it, you could, the range is going to be diminished to half of it, you know, in no time. And then you're going to have to stop somewhere for 45 to an hour, depends on your size of your battery. And that's because electric vehicles are now becoming more popular, but the infrastructure is not growing. And you're going to find yourself at peak periods queuing up to get a rapid charge. See, yeah. this is the thing. This is the thing that a lot of people are saying. But I know someone who's got a Tesla and the infrastructure's there, the maintenance isn't there on on the charge points. So the Tesla network is better than any other network. It's not even close. Well, this brings me to my fact is that in the next three to five months, I'm going to be buying an electric van myself and I'll be doing it around about a thousand miles plus a week in it. So, but obviously what I'm doing, I'm installing ESV, you know, electrical hookup points on all my customers so i get a use i get the benefit of using it there so i can charge so minimizing my stop to rapid charge or stopping the top up yeah have you heard much about the is it the nissan nv200e yes i have yes that's meant to have a mad range on it because it's a little it's, it's in between like a vivara and a, and a transit custom mid-range so it's the well, seats are sort of in the middle and the they're NV200E, meant to be and it's been out 10 years and it started off with a 24 um, kilowatt, and now it's up to a 40 kilowatts. Um, oh. And it uses the same drivetrain as the Renault uh, Zoe. Okay. Um, it's a lot of people have looked at it. I've looked at it, and it's not up to the job. The vans I'm looking at at the moment are the eDelivery 3, the Chinese brand, which seems to have a good range and good spec for what it is, and cost as well with the, with the government grants. Or I'm looking at the Stellantis, Berlingo, or the Combi van, which still has anything a range of 150 to 175 on a 50 kilowatt. Now, yeah, your biggest vans like like the Vivario van, which is they've got a 50 kilowatt and a, and a 75 kilowatt, and you'd be lucky to get 200 range on the larger battery because it's a quite a heavy van, really. So you need a van really that can do anything up to three 3.5 kilowatts, you know, miles per kilowatt and stuff like that. Is this so, where is this where a pickup becomes better? Like the pickups, you look at the Rivan. Is it the Rivan? The Rivan. You've got Rivan. You've got um, Cybertruck. Ford Ranger one F one fifty are coming out, and that seems yeah. to be the top van. The you've Lightning. Got, yeah, you've got. Um, you've also got Teslas like um, super. You know, you know, Cybertruck. truck as well. Yeah, Cybertruck, but that's just been knocked back to 2023. And one of my customers is ordering one of them as well. He's just put a big deposit down. And yet again, he's going to have to wait another year. You know, when they're going to launch it, I don't know. I'm not being funny. I, I, I got quite into that uh, Riven. Um, is it Riven? I can't remember what yeah, it's... the Rivian, yeah, yeah. Now that is, one, looks awesome. Two, is packed with features Three does not to sixty in six seconds, and has a range of three hundred miles. Yeah, that's the thing with most electric trucks now will all be duplicates. Like the the Lightning F one fifty, the Ford one, it's pretty much got identical stuff to yours. Most of them now just have the different chassis. Like they will all do roughly the same. Yeah, this is well, what, what I'm getting what, at. It will be it will be using European style motors and drivetrains because what comes out in America 
apart from Tesla, they use totally different drivetrains over here to suit our markets and roads. Really, I'd love an F one fifty Lightning. Oh, they're oh, so mate. big though. They are so big. It makes my yeah. car look like a toy. Do you know when? Do you know when I borrowed the um, the Isuzu D Max? I'd park it up and I'd be like, "This is so ridiculous" because it was jacked up and it was <laughs> had tiger stripes all over it or zebra stripes, whatever you want to call it. And I, I remember walking out of the services. Um, coming back from seeing Nick and Amy and whoever else. And I was walking back to like, hope no one sees me get into that. It was so <laughs> ridiculous. But I loved it. I loved it. You have one of them little steps uh, Sam, to get into it. Yeah. Like honestly, <laughs> it was it made me feel like a like a child again. Like it was like, you know, you know Christmas when you get a remote control car for Christmas and it's like fast and it's awesome looking. And even when the battery runs out, you just sit there looking at it like, I love this. That's what I was like with this this D Max. It was so awesome. It was ridiculously looking, but it was cool. It was cool. And I I would be looking at it and I, I walked up to it and I was like <sighs> ridiculous even for me <laughs> i'm a ridiculous fat man and i walked up to it and i was like this is ridiculous so I, i'm a lover of trucks and i'm a lover of ridiculous vehicles but the f-150 is huge yes it's two parking spaces well, in in the uk mercedes do a pickup truck they, they i think they use the same as the uh it's nissan. nissan yeah it's nissan. Nissan. yeah with a mercedes interior but everything else is a Nissan Navara. Yeah, but the, the, the high spec, they've got, I think they've got the three litre diesel in it and the high spec ones on the 350. But the Nissan mm. Navara, didn't they used to snap? Yeah, the, the, the chassis the, would snap. The, the older ones, yes. The D, I think they used to call them the D24s or something like that. Um, yeah, they, they were known for them between the cab and the, and the load bed. The chassis used to rot there and a lot of them are used to sort of, depends on how they were used, how old and treated and stuff like that. Yeah, you know. See, the, the one thing about having a truck that really, I really love, and it's because I'm a child. So where I live is the sea and fields, like just farm fields. And I was driving along and I had my wife, my young child at the time, she was like probably not even one. And I drove straight into the field. We're going, going along the road and I was like, watch this, babe. And I had all-terrain tyres on it and everything. And I drove straight into the field and I was driving around the field like, look, babe, we can go anywhere. And I was so happy that I can go anywhere in it. And then all of a sudden, someone pulled over and was like, oh! And so I drove over to him. I was like, leaning out the window. And honestly, I looked like a gypsy. <laughs> I leaned out like a traveller. And I was like, what's up, mate? And he goes, that's my field. I was like, but I've just got this. It's awesome. And he went, yeah, it's a good truck. It's a cool truck, but you can't be on my field driving around like a lunatic. <laughs> I was like, fair enough. And I drove out. And, you know, that, that ability to go anywhere just sells trucks to me. That's why trucks are better than vans. You, you look at all kids that have had, like, Tonka toys or growing up cars and that, and you see a nice-looking truck. And I've noticed it myself because I've had various pickups and nice, you know, four-wheel drive vehicles over the years and you pull up in one that's suited and a nice set of wheels and lifted and the amount of people stop and look at you you know yeah. you know it gets more attention than like a ferrari or something like that well we were talking earlier jb about people messing with um high value cars so yeah. a very good friend of mine he owns an aston martin um v12 you know the new v12 one yeah. Well, it's about a year old. He's had to have it in the shop twice. One time he parked it at the, at, at the train station and they keyed it. Yeah. Um, so he had that sorted out. Um, and then the second time, someone has stuck something through the front, between the, you know, like the front, yeah. the front bumper and the splitter and all that, and yanked it up and done the bonnet. That's the, he, that's the problem to see, Sam. There's a lot of people with vehicle envy, you know. You've worked mental. hard. And you've, yeah. And you park, you, it's like owning the flash car is harder than owning the decent van. That's why I would have a van over cars any day because you, you couldn't take this car anywhere. You couldn't leave it on its own. You couldn't go out to the pub 
couldn't take anybody out because knowing the fact that you come back to it, if you went to Tesco's in it, you'd have to park the far side of the car park because there's some knobhead to park next year. Mate, I do that. Listen, <laughs> I bought a 2009 RAV4. It was mint condition, right? Mint condition. <clears throat> and I loved it. It's one of my favourite vehicles I've ever bought. It's got 180 brake horsepower. It's been chipped, whatever. It, it's got basically 200 brake horsepower. And when I first got it, I would park it away from everything else because it was mint condition. I know it's only a £3,500 car, but before you knew it, it had dings in the side because people just open their car doors on stuff. People yeah. don't, people don't is, care. I, need, I know. This is the thing that I've always thought, never buy a new van. Or a new car. The truck's different, but um, if I was to take my van around where I live and go to all the little villages around or through all the lanes, nine out of ten times I'm stuck in a hedge with a tractor coming past or whatever. Yeah. If I, my van's got a fair few scratches on it now, one of the worst ones that's on the side is I got out of the van next to a fence, and as I was going like this trying to get out, my screwdriver was hanging up my pocket and oh. run about a foot long, deep scratch down my panel. I was like, looked at it and just went. Oh well, it's just a works van, and that's just the mentality of it's a van, it it's a workhorse. First, as I say, Nick, your first scratch is your deepest. As it was, oh, it was. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and, can... and the thing is, Nick loves his van. He yeah. loves his van so much. I love it. I cleaned it today. I didn't clean it. I paid someone to clean it. But I've never been a, a vehicle person. Like I, I like the look of it. I like using it. You know, it is what it is. But if you were to give me an old four focus to drive around in yeah. as a family car, it wouldn't bother well, me. It's no. it's quite funny that the past year, till recently, uh, because my van's been off the road, I've always had the third vehicle as a runaround. So place the values because the sort of mileage I'm doing, you know, if I was local, it's not a problem. But as I'm like up and down the motorway, Harrogate, the south coast, or whatever, so I've always had the third vehicle that I could just transfer some tools over, jump in, and away I go. Yeah. So I've been using, I've, I've had, um, I think it was an 08 plate uh, Vauxhall um, Vitara. And it, it was a diesel. It does the job. It had no tech on it at all. But it was one of them vehicles. You was not bothered where you went, where you park it, whoever opened doors on it just wasn't bothered because it was only a two and a half grand car. Yeah. So three grand car. Obviously now I've got a original now because it's broke, but I've had my money's worth out of it. But there is a big difference when you do own like a 30 grand van and you're thinking like, not just worrying about what you're carrying, You've got a nice paint job on it. It's nice and gleamy. Like my van's black and it's got dents all over it. But Black's it, the worst colour, though. Yeah. It's the worst colour. You know, so you can see why white vans are so common because they hide the scratches. Yeah. I had a, I had a black Ford Fiesta um, XR. It was it was an XR2i. It was an... It, no, what was it? It's a Ford Fiesta Sport. And it was basically the XR2i... But without the eye, so it's carb. It was an XR2, then, yeah. No, nice one. No, it wasn't. It was a Mark III Fiesta with, um, and it had rally carbs, whatever. And one day I cleaned it and I was cleaning it. You know, when you do when you're a youngster, you clean your car every, every, every other day. You can't, you can't believe your luck. You're, you're polishing up. And I remember just getting more and more disappointed as I went through it. And I was like, there's a ding, there's a ding, there's a scratch, there's a ding. And as you went round it, you just see more and more dings. So you're and depressed by the end of it. So depressed, you're like, my car's basically a shed. I hate it. But the reality is, after that, I never washed my own car again. No. I, I just went to, I, I went to the, the hand car wash and paid a fiver. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. that is us tonight. Oh, well, that's gone quick. Our Monday Cup. We're out.